No, I was just going to say that the um, during the Super Bowl, me and X was watching, and if you guys noticed during the commercial, um, I saw one, X uh, sleeping. I try to make some positive too, bro. Yeah. You work on Sundays, boy. Um, but every time. I know, but I'm sad. I pointed out the fact that you work on Sundays oh, too. Yeah. But you know, one of the commercials that that just blew my mind was the fact that it gets to this black African American mm-hmm. black lady mm-hmm. who's crying on mm-hmm. there. Oh my God! I'm so happy. Thank God for Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if y'all oh, saw that. That was sick. On I saw national, it. I saw it. That joint was sick, bro. Super Bowl it. Sunday. I saw it. She's crying and going through all this. You don't know what the commercial's about, and she goes into, "Thank God for Donald Trump." Mm. Yeah, you do. You this know com- what it's about. this yeah, commercial was brought paid. to you by and approved by Donald Trump and his. It gets worse than that. Yesterday at the State of the Union, he brought out the last Tuskegee. Tongue twister. And then at the end, the man stands up and salutes Trump. Trump throws up black power back at him. Shut up. I was like, never seen anything like it in my life. <laughs> it was so What would you have wanted him to do? If the man stands up and salutes the president, salute I don't know if the back. Sal- yeah, I don't know if I'm saying I don't know if throwing black <laughs> power at the I'm man. Saying, what did you run everybody? You salute. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if you were saying that the, man, the, the Tuskegee Airman was wrong or Trump mm-mm, was wrong. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The man stood up and saluted. He was super serious. He was getting praised just for mm-hmm. what they did. Mm-hmm. But Trump didn't salute him back. He threw up black power. <laughs> Live air, and it was so normal. People were clapping. Oh and I was God. like, am I the only one that just caught what he threw up? I guess I, I just don't understand why we are so, why people are still so surprised. Yeah, at I, the stuff I, that he does. Like, I'm, yeah. I, I never trip out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not surprised. It's just that the, the, the bar has been lowered so much. Right. You know what I'm saying? From, from, from what's that, you know, because what I've always said is that in anything that we do on this level, we have to have some type of experience or some type of job history in it. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting to the highest job in the United States and there's no type of job history related to it. Not even down to the point of any military. Cause you know, you used to be unwritten law of military experience, not saying that has to be mm-hmm. it, but they would understand the respect of the United States is to, you know, salute back and think that that's the part that kind of gets me um, with him is that the bar has been lowered so much to the expectation of what it means to lead a country and to do things of that nature, which now is just going to open up, you know, the floodgates for, for more people who who see it more as a business than leading people. I mean, that dude. I just I don't know. It's like now the things that he does, they just don't they don't surprise me. Like I don't get surprised. I'm like, oh my god, he did that. Like I'm just I'm just sitting here at this point. Like it's status quo. Like this is this is status quo. Business as usual. I feel whatever happened to the whole. I feel like two weeks, which again goes into like the news. I feel like two weeks ago it was like all this news around him being impeached. Now it's like Mm. not. Now it's not. I was that. He made me think of something. Oh, man. now it's not. Now there's no like, oh, they're talk still, about it. They're still, it. They're still oh, it doing is. it. It's just, it's just, it's just such a long process, and they're making you know um, um, things happen, and, and, and things are falling into place that have never setting you know that are setting precedent that never happened before. Just little things with the impeachment that that um, that's happening. That that is just people coming up and bringing up the fact that you're going to be impeached. 
and you're not like we're talking about impeaching our president. You know what I'm saying? Like I put that into, you know, people have been impeached for less. Right. My bad. Um, but no, that brings me to my point of you talking about Colin Kaepernick and how when you said that he went through um, all of this stuff happened with his trials. We don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm laughing because you said impeachment. I said impeachment. <laughs> no, you didn't. I said impeachment. Go ahead. So hold on, Colin Kaepernick. What? So the trials happened. Yeah. Right. You remember yeah. what we were talking about? Yeah. The trials happened. Oh, and there's nothing else. It's oh yeah, it's been done. Like nothing's happened. Everything like, is smoking mirrors. Whether everything he, is smoking mirrors. Even if a team well, thought TV, about man. it, if a team brought him in. The last time they were in the Super Bowl was when Colin Kaepernick was there. Let me the, get an update. The, the Super Bowl, Colin Kaepernick feeds the homeless. <laughs> like, wow. It's a wash, bro. Like, I love you, bro, but it's, it's a wash, bro. Like, they're not going to get you back. Like, you're done. If you hear this, I'm sorry, bro. Like, the football career. <laughs> football career is that. Man, welcome to Thinking Out Loud. Do you think he wants it back? He took that summer. He wants the media to keep on covering it so that more people, more black people are enlightened. You think that's his purpose, or that's the media's purpose? I mean, of course, that's always. The, I mean, that's not always the media's purpose. Are they in cahoots? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I really. I mean, I. I really try my best to stay away yeah, from like I news. Do I do too. If it's not, if it, if it does not pertain to my family, if it does not pertain to my friends, uh, if it does not, if it does not pertain to like. My what I'm trying to do with Hoop Love Academy, my mental mm-hmm. growth, stimulation, yeah, like right. learning. I really, I just, I've getting, I've gotten to this point where I just distance myself yeah, yeah. because I recently, I was watching this video. I don't know if y'all have ever seen this dude. His name is Don Dupani, mm-hmm. and he's like a, he's Middle Eastern, and so he talks a lot about um, the fact that the mind and awareness are two different things. Like, people be like, oh, my mind wonders. Your mind doesn't really wonder. Your awareness does to things. Mm -hmm. And so I've started to become more aware of what I'm allowing my mind to focus its awareness Mm -hmm. on. So, like, one of those that I choose not to focus on is, like, news, Mm -hmm. media, anything where I'm like, all right, well, this is getting pitched. Mm -hmm. And so I'm supposed to catch and just accept this and then Mm -hmm. put it into my mental process when it doesn't bring any... You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. And, 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 it, and it's real because, you know, TV and things of that nature isn't something I watch regularly. But right. it's crazy how the one time you watch, you know, try to watch an entire, you know, Super Bowl or, or whatnot, just for the, the moment, how they, how everything you've been trying to avoid mm-hmm. is all pushed in that moment. So if you haven't watched TV all year, in that moment, you're going to see politics, you're going to see alcohol, you're going to see sex, you're going to see all of these things that mentally you may have been trying to avoid, but it's all pushed on the largest stage. And that's, and, and, and that's, you know, that's a sad thing. I get what you're saying. And that really goes back to just dealing with learning, uh, getting back in school and just like really processing learning and all that. They say like, we look at learning really to take place, the biggest part of it to take place when you're younger. But it's really adulthood. You have about mm-hmm. 20 years of youth versus 50 years of adulthood mm-hmm. of really dealing with learning. Mm-hmm. But so many adults feel like they stopped learning at this age mm-hmm. where I got everything I need without mm-hmm. realizing you're learning all this other, you, have to. you know, all these other things. So mm-hmm. it's really about just balancing out the positive stuff that you're letting influence you versus the world, basically. And, and, and this may be you know? off topic, but you look different when you're, in, when you're learning. 
You, I was talking like to Mac about that. I feel different aura about yourself. I when found my element. When you're bro. not, when you're <laughs> not stagnant. I'm just saying when you're actively learning, you're right there. But it, you just you just come off different. You know, you seem different in, in, in things of that nature, and it's just something that I think goes back to your passion and your dream. When you're teaching and when you're learning, I think that's what you were supposed to do. Man. So I, not to go no, off, but, but you just come off completely different about. Like just you mm-hmm. and seeing that you're actively in the process. I think you love learning. I'm, I have a woman in my class right now. In Christiansburg. Um, you know, first perception or just first idea. She came in, um, she's very talkative. And I don't know why I just got this perception of maybe she's stuck in some habits, stuck mm. in some ways. Mm. By the end of the class, it was crazy. She stayed to the very end last night and she said, uh, your purpose is education. Your purpose mm. is teaching. Do you know mm-hmm. that? Because I told her I'm drifting away from teaching and doing curriculum and instruction. And she was like, your purpose is education. I your purpose it. is teaching. It. And it's crazy just hearing you say that. And then just what yeah. we talked about the other day, I have finally just accepted it, I guess, coming mm-hmm. right around 30. I just got to figure out now how far can I go with it? Mm, it's, it's how far you willing to trust it. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. that, 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 mm-hmm. that that's really because because you it's, you know we've talked about this and it's kind of one of those things. It's it's in you. Yeah. It's just all of yeah. this stuff it's has been layered on top of it, and all yeah. these things over life that 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 life has taught you to you know to to <clears throat> accept and to think is right. Mm-hmm. Once you get all that stuff out, and then it's like, how much are you really willing to trust this? You know, this passion over somebody else's. Because right mm-hmm. now, you know, a lot of times, we, you know, what I've started to realize is that I trust somebody else's vision over my own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and, and mm-hmm. I and I start to go into all of these things and, and start to make, you know, these excuses of why I need to do what I'm doing as opposed to And that makes me own. think of a quote I just heard where it says, the problem with society today is that rather than accepting the creation of new ideas, we're so used to following the people mm-hmm. who kind of mastered mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm concise general yeah. you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying thought pattern they've kind of come into the form of just what's mm-hmm. normal yeah because cause i tell people now is that your dreams and your goals might not exist Ooh. you know what i'm saying they, 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 they might not already exist you, you know what i'm saying that's so, so so this thing and this passion that you have it may not be an example of it already. So a lot of the times we, mm. we, we dumb down okay, okay. our dreams and our, and our passions and we dumb down everything we want to do in the future because we don't see an example of it. Mm. That's the purpose. It's not there yet because you haven't created it. Mm. So a lot of the times we will take that step to start to step into our passions and our dreams. But it's just in it, it not saying that it shouldn't be for you to do and expand something that's already created. But sometimes people will even stop there because there's no example of it. There's mm. nobody doing what they're doing. It's never been created. So they're like, oh, it can't be real. You know what I'm saying? But if you think about the greatest inventions or the greatest things that are here on earth, it was not here. Like it was no example of the airplane before it was it was made. Right. It was no example of some of these things. And that's where I feel as if that some of our goals and dreams, we can't put it up against this wall of, well, nobody's doing that. How am I going to get paid with this? How is this going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Whereas that's the true nature of a vision is it might not be real. Only you can see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the tough part, though. Like not being able to see. Uh, well, I guess that actually is the beautiful part of it. Not being able to see what I mean, being able to see things 
long term, but not being able to see this specific path, but then just like figuring it out. I get. I mean, it's scary. Like when you were just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. not being, maybe not seeing something before you, mm-hmm. and you know, knowing that it's your dream or your vision, but being scared, like reluctant, yeah, 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 yeah. all these things. But I get. I think that sometimes I get, it, it depends on your personality. You know how some people like to ride roller coasters, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Some people seek that thrill, like not knowing. Like, oh, I'm coming out of this dip and maybe you're going into a turn or something like that. Some people seek that. Like, I'm not that type of person. I hate roller coasters, but, I, but I'm but i learning that I like it in life, though. I like it in life. Like, I, I've learned to, like, kind of like, even though it's tough liking it in that moment, I've learned to like stumbles. Like, I've learned to like when I'm like, dang, I really don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I've learned to like that part of life because when it does happen, it's just another opportunity to show yourself that, dang, you know what? Like, I didn't know how this was going to happen. And now you're on the other side of it. And you realize, dang, you know, you had it. Like, you were just saying, you had it all along. But I'm learning to embrace, like, a roller coaster mentality to life. I think if you embrace it, it makes the roller coaster easier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because if you're like apprehensive about the roller coaster, like oh my god, we're on like the, uh, I've been there before, yeah, being on a roller coaster, yeah, yeah. like going to the incline. Oh my god, I don't want to drop. You're already on the roller coaster. Already on the roller coaster. You know, like you're already on the roller coaster <laughs> until it stops. You, That's I mean, it. they're it. not going to just stop it and let you off. So it's like I, I wish they could a few times when I got on the thing. Oh my god, roller coasters, are, especially the rickety, uh, the wood, the boats that flip you upside down, like that'll be at the <laughs> fair. They should be banned. Yeah, Even yeah. though, has anybody ever fallen out of one of those? I don't know. I'm going to do some research. I won't ride anything somebody can put up and take down in one day. Salem Fair, I'm telling you. I will not. If you can put Man. it up and take it down in one day, I'm not getting on it. Be in another city. I, I will not. Fatal. What was, what was the movie? What was the movie where the people got Final through all five? That I, right I there was when I was like, oh, no. When I saw that roller coaster go off the tracks and then that whole car of people just fall off, I was like, bruh, I was like, there is no way. <laughs> I was like, there is no way that I'm that I'm full of roller coasters again. And ever since then, I've been afraid of them. But, ooh, that's your fear. Roller coasters? Mm-hmm. Uh, man-made. Life roller coasters, not I'm getting away from. But man-made roller coasters, you ride yeah, roller coasters? I, I can. You I just can come like X is probably in the front. Yeah, <laughs> like thrills in the picture. It. You know what I'm saying? That's my wife. If my wife ever leaves me is gonna be with the white dude at the front of a roller coaster because I won't ride him. Like she's gonna be whoa, and I'll be like, get in line. Like you can go. Like like, like you got it. You, 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 Not even you, if you went to like Disneyland or somewhere. I, I rode them before, but I don't like it. That's the thing. Like I'm not saying I'm scared of them. Or I never ride them. I've ridden a lot of roller coasters, but once I'm done, I'm like, why did I like that? Was the stupidest, mm-hmm. most. I, I don't need that thrill. Like I, like that's not. I don't like that. Wasn't fun to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not fun. I have come off somewhere. I'm like, all right, that joke was kind of. That joke, but I didn't ride it again. Yeah, yeah, uh, like, like I can go upside down. I just don't like the big curse drops. It's, the big, yeah, it hurts me down and they stop at the top. Not a fan. But again, it's super important to recognize the difference between roller coasters of life and you know and and, and, and how they can um, help you because the ups are are which one's more fun, the going up or the going down? Mm. 
going up builds up like nervousness, butterflies. Going down, I think, is the actual. But if we if we connect it to the life analogy, going down may be the funnest, but you know you're also going down to the I think majority of the process would actually be going up. Shit. Uh now I'm thinking too I'm thinking about well roller coasters in life. I mean when you go down that's why have y'all ever heard of theta like um brain waves? Mm-hmm. Like it's it, so it's important to keep yourself throughout throughout the ebbs and flows of things it's important to shorten those periods mm-hmm. of the lows yeah, yeah, yeah. so like with doing like if you're doing um i don't know if you're doing a mental health mm-hmm. event right mm-hmm. you do one t- tomorrow mm-hmm. right and then as opposed to doing one on the 1st of March, mm-hmm. you do it the next Thursday. Mm. And then you do it the next Saturday. Mm. And then you do it the next Thursday. So that way, in between where those days come where you may have lows, your high you're is coming right back. Wow. Like So your, your theta wave pattern is like you're going up and you might hit a really high and then you may go low, but you're bouncing right back because... You're just continuing to do it. You get what I'm wow. saying? It's like that roller coaster is kind of like it starts to after a while it starts to even out where you're like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, like your lows really aren't long extended lows because you're constantly filling them in with highs. With, wow, like that. I, I I I recently been looking at that. Have you ever heard of that theta waves? Mm-hmm. Like just about how you don't go into lows for too long because you have something that is like that you're looking forward to periodically that keeps you away from having these long droughts. So as opposed, I was telling him as opposed to doing a mental health event um, tomorrow, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And then doing another one in August, mm-hmm. he does one tomorrow. And then a week from now he does another one. Mm-hmm. And then a week he does another one. And then it's like, through that period, he's like here, but he's back up. Mm-hmm. Then he's here, then he's back up. You get what I'm saying? It, I was going to say that's essentially how I can how it looks like. Now you're putting that in perspective, how Humble Hustle looks with you doing events mm-hmm. often. And I, I, it just hit me. With, with the number of events, it's kind of keeping that, that level as high as possible. And I don't know if it's for the people or if it's for you personally. You've tapped into theta. <laughs> mm. Not just the Keep purpose. Not just the purpose of putting stuff out, just to be putting stuff out. But it's if I'm hearing you correctly, Mac is is not having because if it's a roller coaster of life, it's not having this long dip in between something else. Like mm-hmm. you're making the dips a whole lot shorter because you're adding something else in between. To making a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. So like, just imagine a linear right. graph, right. and you have like a wave, okay. right? But then you could have a wave to where it's like, uh, let's say humble hustle all white party, right? Mm-hmm. In June, mm-hmm. so it's like up here, right? But then you wait until September to do Labor Day, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're here from Ju- from June, July, August, then September. You're coming back up, as opposed to if you're like June all white. July, da da da, August, da da da, September, your low is never getting down here. You're like here uh, and then you're picking it back up. Just consistency. Yeah, consistency. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I'm um 
I do that. That's more, well, I think I understand what you're talking about. I feel like I'm kind of lost. <laughs> um, I mean, I do that. I'm trying to pull you back, bro. I feel like, I'm trying to pull you back. Um, I had to go blow my nose, but oh, I, I missed a little Is bit. Is it allergies? Yeah. But I um I do that more of just to keep the community engaged. Mm. Yeah, that's, and that's um I don't know if that relates to the yeah. theta thing you're, you're you're talking about, but that's more of just like um me seeing other cities and understanding like there's gotta be some consistency and my thing is I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna allow anybody else to take that spot. So I know we put out six events and we got those dates that nobody else can go put those dates on. Right. Uh, which means people have to be engaged with us, which means that means in turn, they're understanding our mission and then that means they're giving. Right. That's our, that's our whole thing. It's not really a whole circle. Yeah. It's not really like taking the foot off the gas. Mm. Let, yeah. Let's go there. You, you touched on something about giving. How important is giving to you? To me, mm-hmm. uh, it's a way of life. So it's not a. It's not a. It's, there's no scale. Mm, I love it. It's just, it, it, is, it just is. Why is it so important to you? Um, so many different reasons. I grew up in it. Um. I. I I don't know. I feel like when you understand your purpose, you understand that you're not here for you. Mm-hmm. So you understand that you're here as a vessel. Just pour in and filter out. That's it. So any material, any advice, any um, love, wisdom. So giving isn't just money like a lot of people think. Hell no. Y'all know that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, no, it's just it's for yeah. the people. Like, yeah, no, because a lot of times people hear hear giving and then they automatically either one or two things: they go to uh, money, monetary, or they go to church, and they think about the act of giving in church. Yeah. And that's the two things when people hear giving, they kind of their brain can go to. It can either deter them from giving or make them think I have nothing to give, you know, because I don't have money. But there's so many things you can give, yeah. and a lot of times the things that you, the, a lot of times the things that you give that aren't monetary, are way more valuable yep. than mm-hmm. money could ever be. Like wow. I think people lose sight of like just advice or even something like a book. Like yep. you giving somebody a book can have the potential yeah. to change their life and pour in mm-hmm. more than money ever will be able to give right. them in this physical life. Right. Yeah. And realizing, because I, th- I think of a crazy thing about myself, about accepting the gifts that, that somebody gives you. Because, you know, like you said, I think you have to be mature enough to understand what you need versus, you know, what you want. So a lot of people would say, you know, in need would say they want money and things of that nature and not recognize. I remember first, before I went to college, I'll never forget this. But I was going to college and my family did this going away college party type thing. And, you know, my grandparents cooked. We didn't have a lot of money. You know, have most college um, uh, people with a little bit more income they'll have this college thing people go around giving you money as you're going going to college that did not happen for me and i remember my uncle coming to town my uncle back then i looked at him like man this dude got some money you know he looked yeah. like that uncle with him. he comes in and he brings me this luggage set 
At the time, I was so upset. Like, what am I going to do with this luggage? Like, why did you? I ain't been nowhere. Why are you bringing me this luggage? Like, like what is this thing? Come to find out that was more important than any money I could have gotten. Because what was I going to take all this stuff from my house right. in? Like, I didn't have anything. I was going to do a bunch of trash bags. And now looking back to where I'm at now, like, that luggage was expensive. Looking mm-hmm. back now, being an adult, looking how much mm-hmm. this luggage is, now I'm looking right. back and now I can put value <laughs> on that gift, then now I don't even know where that luggage is, but I remember just in the moment being mm-hmm. super upset. Mm-hmm. And you never know how your giving can impact mm-hmm. people. So that's where... That's where I was going to go with yeah. it. I mean, it, there's no just better feeling than getting a gift. Just naturally being given a gift you didn't expect to receive, whether how small or big it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's always something good. So when you're thinking of the suitcase and back then you didn't appreciate it, would you tell them thank you for it now? Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely would. And I think uh, we had a family reunion, and my uncle, I know he's forgotten about it. I thanked mm-hmm. him for it because, again, you don't realize the gift yeah. until you either got to use it or till mm-hmm. you lose it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't realize how dynamic that gift was to your life until one of those two things happened. And now looking back, I'm like, and it was a nice set. I just remember at the time where I'm at this dinner. And my uncle, oh, my uncle, come over, man. I was so upset. Yeah. And like I remember visibly being, I, Grandma, what are you bring me this bag for? I don't need this bag. Look at right. a different department. Where the money <laughs> where at? The money where, where, is it in the inside? Why? How do we develop that habit whenever we're, give, we're given a card? The first thing we assume, is there money in this card? Mm, that's, I think that's I, purposeful. I think that's the, I don't know. That's a really good question. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because people take the time to give you a card that they actually thought about. Yeah. I suck at cards. Do you? My wife is really good at cards. I, I, Hallmark. I don't have the time to sit there and read them. I'd rather uh, write you what I'm thinking instead of looking for the thing that matches with what I'm looking for. Like, I'd rather just write because I'm going to sit here and read all these cards and look for that perfect thing. And it's amazing how people can find that. Like my wife, she's amazing at cards. Yeah. Like, how did you, like what did you do? Like, how did you? I suck. I suck it. I go get you a dollar card, get the blank side, and write what I'm trying to say on that side. Have you all ever researched or looked into y'all's love languages? Because <laughs> like down. some people, that is their love language, like giving yeah. or getting gifts. Yeah. Or is it just giving gifts? It might be. I think for love languages, it might yeah. be giving. There's gifts. one for getting. Let's get There's into. one for getting too. Yeah. Or like affection, affection, personal time, yeah. and something else. But like with with cards, I used to be like that. Like I would be like, I'm not finna sit here and read it. Like if I <laughs> saw it and it looked good yeah. on the outside to yeah. me, and I like see some nice words, and I'm like, okay. But then I started to realize like, work gifts. I look at gifts now like very. I look at them as signs. Like I look at them very, I I I look at them very close. Like if somebody hands me something like a book, or an article, or something like that, I'm like, it's a reason why this person is giving me this now. Especially when you like with how we are now, where we look at stuff different ways and start to actually see things from an all encompassing view. I'm looking like. Mm. Dang, I wonder why this person is giving me this. Like, it has to be a reason. If I read something, I'm like, dang, you know, I don't know, man. I look at I look at a lot of stuff as messages it. nowadays. Like, if somebody gives you a gift, one, you were on their mind. Mm. Like, just for them to be able to give you a gift. Like, in today's day and time, they with were all the thinking things, about you when you weren't when you weren't with them, they were thinking about you. Like, the, somebody even thinking about you—that's a big mm. and thinking about you intentionally. 
like you can cross some, somebody can cross your mind, but for somebody to cross your mind with intention mm. and say like, you know what, I'm going to get this. Like my grandma the other day gave me something and it, it was like, I was like, man, grandma, thank you. She was like, oh, it ain't nothing. I'm like, you don't understand. Right. Like I get what it's like to think about somebody with intention now, like to, to intentionally say, you know what, you're on my mind. Wow. Like that is a very very powerful thing that I feel like we don't give enough we credit to. We don't because when, society has made gifts and giving this big spectacle yeah. and made it this thing. Wow, so, wow. because because it was something you said a few weeks ago that touched me so much that because I've always looked at a lot of things because of my past cynical or yeah. negatively. I've always looked at things negatively first that people say or do. I'm always dissecting like, why are you saying that? that and, and I remember you said something like even people's words are so powerful. When someone just sends you have a good day or, or, or praying for you, my first thought used to be, you ain't really going to pray for me. You know what I'm saying? It, it used to be something negative just because of my upbringing and because of the things I've gone through. Whereas now, I, I not everything because, but no, everything. I look at it for its face value, regardless of what your intentions are, regardless of where it comes from. If there's something positive coming to me, now I look at it for for for, for that for exactly what it is. That's, that's really good. Yeah, Words, be. gifts, all that stuff matters, bro. Like in intentions. Yeah, the all meaning of a word is not in the word. You said what now? That oh, was a quote I heard. The meaning of a word is not in the word. It's actually like the intention behind it, because um, mm. two people could say the same words, but they yeah. can completely different things. What is the what is the best gift that's not physical that you've received within your recent memory? The the best gift that you received it could have been um, like a well or physical or not physical or not like a, a message a an actual gift like a. A book, an article, a piece of art, um, mm. a picture, uh, a message that you received somebody in recent history that you think has had like a really profound impact on your life up until now. Mm. That is a good question. A good question. Do you have an answer to that one? While we're um, yeah, mine. Mine would be. I was. I was sitting and I was talking with my grandma. I was sitting there, I was talking with my grandma, and that's where I soak up, like, a lot of my wisdom. Like, because mm. through 77 years, you've seen a lot of different things. Yeah. You've seen a lot of different things, and with six different kids, and then a subset of seven grandkids, your, your learning curve is, like, a very short learning curve. Like, you just see right. too much to not learn a lot quickly, right? And so, it was a question about love. Mm. It was a question about love, and... um you know, I think that what she told me just she was just telling me different things about love, but they made me put love at the forefront of my life. And I've seen how it's changed. Like everything in my life has changed, like relationships with friends, relationships with family, mm-hmm. um, giving mm-hmm. things that things that I, I've, I've never really viewed myself as like a very giving person, naturally given. Because I felt like when I was younger that I had to keep everything to mm-hmm. myself because I didn't know, like, you see other people have and you don't. And you're like, oh, no, I'm not giving like that. You <laughs> get what I'm saying? But now 
after that conversation that we had about love in its most genuine form, giving isn't a problem for me because I know if you're giving it out of love, it's coming back. And it's probably coming back in a more abundant way than what you gave it out. So I just, I think that, that probably that conversation is the most thing in, in recent memory that I can say, man, that was a gift that I got from someone that is now just displaying itself across mm. my whole life. That's a good one. Um, the answer that I would give, because I really thought about it, is the the new, I would say it feels new, the new friendship that I have with my sister. Mm. Because it's literally made me treat females different. Like, completely different. I love it. From the fact of she texts me, she has something on her mind, I respond with a deep understanding of what she's talking about and actually trying to provide insight. <laughs> I'm not just putting down the phone and ignoring her. And it's made me actually now, not even with other females, because I'm. that's even made me limit the amount of just... Wow, you know, interactions I'm having with females because it's kind of like texting her and I haven't had the relationship, friendship that we have now, finally. <laughs> it's so weird because every time I text her, it's just like, God, this wow. is weird. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, this is my sister. So this is a, wow. a young queen that I have to always give positive answers, trying to build, trying to teach because she looks at me as an older brother. I'm the older brother. So it's just... From that relationship we have now, I speak to all females different. That's, it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's it really definitely is. one of my, just, and I let Excel, just because I struggled with speaking to some of my family members and, right. and I've also started to, and you just enlightened me to the fact that that's a gift. Yeah. Not that this is yeah. a... Is a is a thing that I'm doing. This is a gift to be able to talk to my mom every day. This yeah. is a gift to be able to talk to my sister yeah. who's here every day. Yeah. Wow. Black love. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's that. That's right. really like being more intentional about those relationships. Let's go back to what you were saying. Yeah, wow. Because before I, uh, I just put my phone away or why is she right. calling me? Right. Why, what right. she want? Wow. That's big. And now it's just. Even with that, it's forming a bond. You it's just creating trust. What I thought it was my wow. I, yeah, but that's the it's one. It's a gift. It is, and it's it's really just really really developed recently. Um, just not to go into too much detail. Her and my dad have I don't know what they have going on mm. with their dynamic, but it's like rather than taking sides, it's just forcing me to open up to both sides. I love and it. Kind of. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And it's wow, like, Doug. It's just yeah, it's growing. It's a garden right now. Boy, it's that, growing. I love that. You, I love the like, shit like, like that. Like you just yeah. oh, like I'm so much clearer now by hearing just that. Thank you, brother. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I love hearing shit like that. Drop a couple gems, you know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you, you blew me that. That's because you just convicted me too and opened up my eyes to recognizing the the, the gifts because you know, similar to what you're saying, I've started to intentionally call my mother every day. Right. Every single day, I'm right. going to call my mom, which I've never had that relationship. Mm -hmm. you know, yep. I've never, ever. Yep. It was always her calling me from jail or her calling me from prison. Mm -hmm. Now I've made it. In, and I've always wondered why I dislike when I see her number pop up. Like, yeah. I cringe. Yeah. And, and, and I, in order to change that, I have to be intentional about it. And to hear you put it that way. Like I want to call her now. Like that's that's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's freaking amazing, yep. bro. Like I don't think you understand. That's 
Yeah, but you definitely missed that wow. one. Wow, my bad, Glade. Oh, what you got? What's your gift um, that you've received? I would say I've, I probably received this probably since I was born, but um, just like my grandmother's and my mother's prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are probably the only reasons why I'm for real like here. Um, Man. Like on a, on a real mm-hmm. serious like the stuff that I was doing, involved in, um, got away from school. I mean, got away from, got away from home. Um, got in the thick of things. Um, wasn't a bad person. Just doing stupid stuff. Um, even in high school, just doing stupid stuff, reckless stuff. But I know it was it was for some way, some reason. All it always passed through. Always passed through. Um, wow. So I definitely say prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer is one of those things where you don't even ask for it sometimes. You don't, you don't even realize who's praying for you. Um, See, they thinking about you. They're thinking like, about that's you. That's what I'm saying. Like, that shit is powerful, yeah. bro. Yeah, there's been times where my mom would call me like when I was in Norfolk, like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was like, hey, look. You was heavy on my heart. You know what I'm saying? I know you doing some stuff right now. Like, just know, you know what I'm saying, you got Wow. And then it was, it, I would, you know, bust yeah. out crying or yep. I explain, you know, I take that I did this. Like, <laughs> like, wow. This was going on. Like, this just happened. You know what I'm saying? This is whatever. But the Because power, what's cra- you're still living on the grace of their prayers. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. you ain't even, I don't even think, I think about this, Mark, I ain't even tapped into my own grace that I've prayed for. I'm still yeah. living off of that bubble yeah. of what they prayed for. Yeah. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. Think about yeah. that—the fact that you're living yeah. off of like yeah. somebody else's, somebody else's thoughts and yeah. prayers of you. Yeah. That's why I take it so seriously when people put on Facebook, "I'm so intentional." If I say I'm gonna pray for you, I'm instantly gonna pray for you. Yeah. Like, I don't put exactly. praying for you, and I'm not gonna do it because I think that's the opposite of it. Like, don't tell me you're gonna pray for me and you don't put that in the atmosphere. So I'm yeah. so intentional that you know, face with somebody passed away or something, and people are put on a praying for you, bro. No, like I need you to actually pray for me. Don't just say it and wow. Heck. Yeah, wow. my grandma, when she gets off the phone still to this day, she says, I love you and praying for you. And yeah. that's like the two things she's always my, my, my grandmother was depressed. She could she could two, three hours pray in one like my grandma prayer was the only thing she knew how to do. Yeah. And and that was her connection. Wow, that's that's you said your mother and your grandmother. I mean, that's all I've ever had. Wow. That's, I mean, that's what I grew up with. Like, I love it. So yeah. I just saw, I mean, you do what you see, of course, um, and you know what you hear. Ooh. So, mm. it ain't a, um, it's not a right or wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you grow up and you start to think the way you want to think and your environment shapes your way of thinking naturally. But, um, I mean, I guess for me and my cousins, the way we grew up, I mean, there's stuff that all of us went through. Like, there's a reason why we're still here. Um, I heard this great quote. I don't know if it fits, but I just got to say it. With Kobe's loss, I was listening to Pastor Michael Todd, and he said, I can't tell you why people die, right? Like, we can't, we'll never figure it out. But the question you should be asking is, why are you still alive? You know what I'm saying? Why are you still here and in all of that? And kind of, you know, what you said is like, yeah, you and your cousins are still here and things of that nature because of all that. That's really dope. Wow, prayer. Man, 
Y'all got my mind thinking about this. Like thinking about a lot of stuff. It, I feel like conversations like these make me want. It makes you think about and appreciate what you have mm-hmm. more. Like every what I found myself within the past week, I saw it online, and I told myself that I was going to challenge myself to do it. Was uh, it, I can't remember how many things it was. It was like ten to fifteen. Talk about ten to fifteen. Or, or say to yourself in the morning or think to yourself 10 to 15 things that you are grateful for mm. just every day. Like just every day, they can be different things. They can be the same things, but 10 to 15 things that you are grateful for um, wow. it, within your life. And like every morning now when I wake up and I actually think to myself about things that I'm grateful for, my days... Mm. They're just different. Like when you realize what you're grateful for every single day, like, and, and it's just the smallest things. Like I, I'll, I'll think to myself, like, I'm grateful for growth. Like, and, and then it's just like during that day in some way, shape or form through learning, I'll grow. And it's like, <laughs> you, you become more grateful and you become what you're grateful for. Right. Wow. Like but- it. Uh, it's crazy how it's it's not crazy it's not crazy but how things work is because you bring me because you know in hearing you guys I, you know I think I was over talking because I couldn't think of anything specific but now hearing you put being grateful for things whether good or bad what I've realized is the thing that I'm most and, and it's so ironic and, and it can be so sound, sound so negative but I'm thankful for for loss, mm. and I and I'm really grateful. In the in, 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 I'm talking about the mm. gift, you know, with, with that gift. Like I feel like the gift of loss last year with all of the loss, and I'm not. It's not a gift of the people that I lost. I don't want people to take the misconception like I'm thankful people are gone. But it was the gift of loss that made me find myself. You know what I'm saying? It really made me open up. And by losing, you know, you know, my grandfather in such a traumatic moment and by experiencing the the pain that my wife experienced that I couldn't fix. I couldn't go in like the normal Daniel and be able to go in and have an analogy for it and fix it and do all those things. And But at the same time, I think that was a gift. And, and I have to really sit down and think about the fact that all of the losses you know, lead up to something. And, and, and I, think, I, th- I think it was the gift of, of, of loss. That, that really has been that thing that I think the universe or, or the heavens or God, whatever you believe in, gave me. Um, and, and, and not even me, but just gave the world because I think it's a ripple effect. So by that loss, a lot of people were affected and changed. But I think that was a direct gift that in listening to you all is so much deeper than something, um, than this material thing. So, yeah. Man, now y'all got me for real. I've been thinking now since we've been talking about this. I've been thinking about what is your gift that you're gonna give now, right? Because once you once you get it, it's on you to it's on you to like give it back. Right. I feel like dang, it's a quote that Nip had that I cannot think of the wording to it too, but he worded it so perfectly. It was like just once you give that gift, now it's on you. Oh, uh, make you explode the face now. Now you got a soul to say. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Now, now, what's your gift yeah, that you yeah, give it? Yeah. Like, is it like is there somebody that you're consistently 
interceding on their behalf, like praying for them, yeah. or is it somebody that like? Dang. No, yeah, I I definitely feel it, and because of that gift, I feel as if my gift and my giving is going to be a thousandfold. So, mm-hmm. so I strongly believe in in in, in giving and in, in receiving and all of that. But I I feel as if that, and and I've heard Eric Thomas say something similar to this. So, so I'm not stealing the quote or just a saying, but if the enemy took my grandfather from smoking and for smoking and these negative things, I'm going to save a thousand people that smoke. So, so by the fact that you took one, you messed up by taking that one, Like you taking my wife's mother, that's a thousand young ladies are going to be saved because of that. So now my mission and my drive is so, it's so amazing. And it's such a, and it's a must-have. Like I have to. Like, like this gift was given to me that only I can give back into the world. That only I can, you know. I'm not gonna say only I can save, but only I can now take this energy because my situation is unique to anyone else's. Like no one else in this world, literally. And that's something else that I've had to realize is that you know they said no one's like you, and it's always been this weird. Literally, yeah. There's nothing, not a single other being that's like you in this entire world. Mm-hmm. Like no nowhere they no can one. look like like no one's had your experience no one's had anything to the t to the date of the things you've had so now I take that and I realize that I may not be unique to you but I'm extremely unique in God's eye mm-hmm. so now with these passions that I feel like He uniquely gave me oh now I'm about to use them uh, that philosophy right there was is why like the whole. I remember when people would always talk about like, oh, this is the next LeBron, the next Jordan. No, there is no there such is thing. No such like, thing. there's no such thing as another person. Like, there's only that person and the greatness that they get to. But there is no next Michael. There's no next Kobe. There's no next LeBron. There's never going to be a next such and such. Same vein, maybe. But the next them, never. Like, not, so not possible. I don't know. I I, I just think like. When, when just talking about like what we've been talking about gifts and love, you know, I, I've recently started to look at it within looking at things I'm grateful for and gifts that I've received is made me start to think about what gifts do I give yeah, yeah. now? Like, what do you like? You were like, what humble hustle is based upon? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you being a vessel? Like, I think that that's like a, an amazing way to put it because like, a vessel pumps mm-hmm. yeah. like a vessel gives vessels pump blood right mm-hmm. yeah vessels pump so it's like what are you um what are you putting out so that's what that's i think that's one thing that i'm going to think about this week is like what am i i mean and not to say that we're not we're already giving mm-hmm. right we're already giving every keep single giving. day keep giving keep giving Jeez, louise. wow <laughs> you know what <laughs> He's been ahead yeah. for years. Keep giving. Wow. Because you keep shit. You know what? Why why are why are such maybe simple isn't or just phrasing? Mm-hmm. Why are such dang keep it simple, that, stupid? Because everybody because <laughs> everybody trying everybody trying to be deep. And when it's super it's super simple. We, Everything. I believe it was Obama that said that a while back. To truly reach people, it should be so simple that a fifth grader can understand it. 
Keep giving. Because you have these shows, are you smarter than a fifth grader? And half of the people that are grown can't answer the questions that fifth grade. Oh. <laughs> Everything aligns. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So so is that your gift back? Is, is just your Jimmy. Like with what we were talking about, mm-hmm. like I know you now you made it, created a campaign, created a, a corporation, so to speak, to give. Mm-hmm. But it, it, so is that your thing that you're, you know, because you've been given so much, not even materialistic, is that now your gift back out is is humble hustling what you created? Um, I'm not saying it is. I'm just wondering if. I think my gift is more to just inspire. And I feel like with inspiration, you can do anything because you provide. With inspiration, you provide hope. Inspiration, you provide love. Inspiration, you provide a connection. Inspiration, you provide um, stability. You provide, um, you know, a person. Provide all of that stuff. with And just the simple um, inspiration. Keep Giving came from... Um, one of those things where I was actually like tapped out because um, I felt like I had given everything I had, <laughs> I had um, and nothing was clicking, but I kept giving. And then it just, you know, it just turned. Um, I, I mean, I it's, it's tough because a lot of people, um, I could say a story. I went to a chiropractor yesterday. He told me the way that my body was set up it's meant for what I'm doing. Like, wow. basically, like the. He said people have a. Um, I can't remember. Chiropractor. So you do like a. They do like a, a nervous system test, and they hook your fingers up and your back up and all that stuff. And he saw where my heart rate was, and my stress levels and all that stuff. And I was like right there in the middle, like completely, perfectly balanced. Mm. And he was like, "This shows that." Through all the stress that you put your body through on a daily basis, your body somehow like counteracts it and and gets back to balance. So that to me, that just showed me like God made me specifically for what I'm doing. So I say that to say, in the times where you are um, tapped out or you feel like you can't like. You have to realize, well, when you realize your purpose, you have to realize, like, you were specifically made for that. Mm-hmm. And your body is made up for that. So, like, yeah. you're not as tired as you think you are. Um, so you can keep giving. Um, and it usually, it, I mean, I'm not going to say it usually. It always comes back. It might not come back in the form that you like it. But it always comes back in some way, shape, or form. Um, I love it. So that's what, like, the keep giving thing came up. I just want more people to give. Not so much materialistically, but just um, knowledge, love, like I said. Um, but you can tap out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tap I mean, out. Okay. It's funny how you say it because I do think that your body, when you're aligned with whatever it is that your passion mm-hmm. is, everything follows suit. Mm-hmm. So, like, your body, like you, like you said, you just don't feel, I feel like if you're waking up, knowing that you're going to fulfill your passion, mm-hmm. like sleep, I get why sleep really does it. If you like, oh, yeah, I'm good after three, four hours. You're waking up to your purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're waking up to your passion. Yeah. How could you be, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you might be like, 
oh, I need a nap. But if you're really waking up, walking into your purpose, into your passion, like sleep is the last thing that's on your mind because you probably have a million different ways that you've seen things going and things that you want to do. So somebody put on Twitter the other day, and I, I laughed at it, but I was like, dang, it says sleep is a setup. Ooh, <laughs> sleep is a setup. I can see that. Sleep is a setup, but I read it. And I was like, "Sleep is a setup," and then I was just like, "Is it a setup?" Like I was sitting there thinking to myself. I mean, obviously you need it, you need it, but I think he was just saying that like sleep is but a setup. But what, what's crazy is when I think about that is think about when you were a kid and you thought about Christmas Day. You know what I'm saying? Christmas coming, this gift coming. You couldn't sleep the night before, and when you woke up, it, it didn't matter how much sleep you had gotten or hadn't gotten because you were so expecting the gift. I think if you get back to working in your gifts and expecting those gifts daily, then sleep would only be for you to rest a little bit to get to that thing. Because I remember I, I got the email about my contract last night. I haven't been able to sleep since then. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's like it's on. Like now I've been given that opportunity to make all my gifts come to life. So now sleep is a setup because sleep is only that time period to help you to rest your body to get back to it, to get like I was upset I had to go to sleep last night because I couldn't think, I couldn't write, I couldn't get put everything down that that I knew now I had to do. So now it's to the point like truly sleep is a setup until you find your gift, until you find truly that thing. And it's crazy for me to say this because I remember saying this exact table a few months ago. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got that thing. What are y'all talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like nothing. But now, once I've realized it and once I feel it, sleep now is... And I do remember you saying I'm, that, too. What I'm sleeping for. Like, yeah. like I've been asleep for 34 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I've been asleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've, I've been asleep. So now, it, and, and that, and now it's time to go get it. That sleep is a setup. I, I see, like, sleep Daniel... Is a setup. It, his energy just I was like, I'm oh sorry. shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was like, he was like, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because, because that's, that's where it's been. And again, you're naturally going to get tired, but you got more. There's more. Keep giving. Whether it's giving more that you have, more money, more material. If you see it as simple as material stuff, and I, I see that as my, you know, all the time. If you think it as simple as giving material stuff, then you go ahead and give that. But it's keep giving so much more. Wow. So, final thoughts on it? Man. Sleep is a setup. Sleep is a setup. That's right. That's right. When I saw it, I was like, like, I, I, I was in, where was I? I was in Denver. This past weekend when I was in Denver, I was, uh, I was sitting, yeah, I was on my sister's floor, like, just laying down, and I was, like, scrolling through Twitter. Tell people when you out of town. He told us that, like, two weeks on the road that he was going to Denver first. Yeah, I think I did. He definitely did. Really? Yeah, he was out of town, but I don't think I actually went. Yeah, no, he said out of town. He never said Denver. No, I said Denver. Denver. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like, three weeks in a row. Your sister lives in Denver? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So, when we were out there, I was, like, sitting on the floor just, like, scrolling through Twitter, and I saw that joint, and I was like, (laughs) <laughs> like I started really thinking because I was about to go to sleep but I was like hold on this is set up what's it set me up for and then when I thought about it but yeah you need rest but I don't know they say anything under four hours is a nap though I don't know but anywho alright thoughts for the week what we got I want to get to the point where I don't need an alarm clock 
I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not there. I, I'm not there yet because it's still timing. I, mm-hmm. I think it is, and I think the idea, like I'll wake up, but I won't think it's time to get up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I'll gotta, wake up. You just gotta train your mind for that that moment. Just and, that, and that's what I'm saying. So, so I'll wake up at like two thirty mm-hmm. or three o'clock. I'll naturally wake up, and then I'll be like, "It's not time to get up." And then that's the next time. Or is it exactly? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that's what I'm, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I have to trust that it is time to get up. It may yeah. not be time in society or me going to work. And I think that's what work going to a place has messed people up. But now I want to get to the point that when I wake up, oh. it's time to get up. Like, it's time to go. It's the purpose of me getting up. And that's where I want to get to is trusting the fact that I wake up, it's time to get up. Dang. So, you know what? It'll be funny if we can research or if you can bring back research next week for the listeners to tell them how they can train their bodies mm. to wake up, to start to wean themselves off of a long clock. And actually doing it. I, he, he better, like he actually doing it now. I'm I'm trying to get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. What you got for this week, X? Any uh, exisms? Um, words of exisms. Ooh, that might be a, a phrase. Yeah, exisms. Any, uh, anything for the listeners? <laughs> Sounds like like the end of Quiet Storm. You know, you used to come on the radio. Now for your end of the night exisms. (laughs) 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 Come back to me. All right, what you got, Doug? Um, I would say. Just keep grinding. Um, the weather's changing. Some days it's hot. Some days it's cold. Y'all kind of let... I see some people let that affect them. If it's hot, I'm out here acting crazy. If it's cold, I'm inside trying to be focused. Mm. Just kind of stay consistent with your level of focus or what you're trying to get done, even if the weather's changing or whatever's going on outside in the world. Stay focused on what you got going on. Right. Doug, boy, you... Right. Boy, um, I'm going to do that too. Yeah, right. right. I'm about to say, I'm I love one. it. I love it. No, I just, I just by you saying that yeah. is really, yeah. Right. I um, I think my my bad. Oh, yeah. I think mine is um, I really been doing a lot of studying on focus, focus, and just concentration. Um, because I feel like sometimes I know where I want. I know thing. I know things that I want to do. And things that I need to get accomplished, but I'll let distractions, whatever that may be, it could be a text message, it could be social media, it could be an email, it could be another task that I say, oh, I, I got to get this done. And then before I know it, I'm divvying up a lot of different things and feel like it's a whole bunch of my plate that I have to get done. And I don't really feel stressed per se, but I'll feel like, dang. I got this to do now, like X, Y, and Z. And so my main thing right now is uh, trying to build my mind up to the point where I have like, when I'm on a task, mm-hmm. I have laser like focus. Mm-hmm. Like it's like there, I tunnel vision. That's like I, I'm, I'm literally focusing on developing tunnel vision mm-hmm. with obviously not where you block everything out. But if I have a task, 
that one the book you gave me. I was gonna say the, the one thing. thing. I knew it. The one thing, like that one thing. <laughs> one thing. That's it. Focus on that. Once I've done that, all right, where's the next one thing? But I'm thinking to myself, if I can build my mind up to the point where I can just tell myself, all right, you focus on this and you do this and then you'll do that. If I can do that, I think that in my life personally, there are like mountains that I can climb. I love it. I think there are mountains I can climb. You focus on that one mountain. Focus on that one mountain. I actually told my sister when I was in Denver, I was like, I think that's one thing that I want to do this year is like find a really big mountain and climb it. But, and I know we got to go, but how do you do that with so much other stuff like that you know is a part of your gift mm-hmm. and you know that's, that you're destined to do? How do you focus on one? Uh, I think because I, I, I don't know, which that's yeah, what, that's yeah. what I'm, my, my focus. My focus is figuring out that, but I mean, I think everything is going to, I I feel like everything that I speak over my life and, and say, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do. And if I focus on just prioritizing, like with the planet, prioritizing it out and then step by step by step, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter, what it doesn't matter what time I get to it. As long as I get to that one thing and I have it set that I'm going to do it and I focus on it. So I, I don't. It. I don't know it all right now, I love but it. I love it. I love that's it. why I'm learning about it. What you got X. Um, Xavier Duque. I've been focused. I've been really trying to figure out um, a place where I can just be. Um, I've been focused on that word, like just be. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times in the place that I'm in, like right now in life, a lot of people are just want like transactional relationships. Like, what can I get from you? Like, hey, what's up? Um, it's just more of like, what can you do for me? Like, what, it's not a, I'm looking for more of like um, legit relationships. Substance. Um, substance. That's deep. Um, I've found it like people that are around me, I'm just looking around, I'm just like, okay. You don't want to be around me unless it's you can get something, whether mm-hmm. it's advice or whether it's um, something to help you grow, which is cool. Like I get it. And that's what I'm here for, and I'm here to you know soak up knowledge and give it. But it 